Broad check. Yeah, we got well, eliminated. To those things. Broad check. Broad check. Check one, two. I'm rolling, bro. Hi, how are you? Check sure. one, two. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 204, August 6, 2019. 99 degrees on this day in 2001 when all the kids were swimming at the old swimming hole that was free of weeds, courtesy of Aquaside. And 48 degrees on this day in 1977. And now. From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. A lady goes to her priest one day and tells him, Father, I have a problem. I have two female parrots, but they only know how to say one thing. What do they say? The priest asked. They say, hi, we're hookers. Do you want to have some fun? That's obscene, the priest said. Then he thought for a moment. You know, he said, I may have a solution to your problem. I have two male talking parrots who I've taught to pray and read the Bible. Bring your two parrots over to my house, and we'll put them in the cage with Francis and Peter. My parrots can teach your parrots to pray and worship, and your parrots are sure to stop saying that phrase in no time. Thank you, the woman said. This this may very well be the solution. The next day, she brought her female parrots to the priest's house, and he ushered her in. She saw his two male parrots were inside their cage holding rosary beads and praying. Impressed, she walked over and placed her parrots in with them. Nice. After a few minutes, the female parrots cried out in unison, Hi, we're hookers. Do you want to have some fun? There was a stunned silence. The one male uh, parrot looked over at the other male parrot and said, Put the beads away, Frank. Our prayers have been answered. (laughs) (laughs) I have to laugh, uh, because we all need a laugh. (laughs) Would a parrot be able to do the beads? No, uh, uh, Chris, no. It's absurd for a a reason. (laughs) We had really, really great thoughtful emails from GLers. After yesterday's podcast, as we grappled, as everyone is grappling with trying to find an answer to the dissolution of American culture, really some really thoughtful emails. Uh, Jay writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I just listened to the Monday 8-5 show, and perhaps unfortunately for the size of your inbox, I can't resist piping up. I'm a veteran and served as a tank crewman for eight years. In that time, I fired almost every interesting ground weapon available from M2HB 50 caliber heavy machine guns to rifled 105 millimeter cannons directly at moving targets two miles away. I am familiar with what guns do and with the fact that they are tools. After all, you can destroy something with a hammer just as easily as you can build something with it. That said, you don't hand dangerous tools to people who are not capable of using them for the intended purpose. Nobody gives a power grinder to a toddler to play with, and the events of the past 20 years have proven that our current governance for ownership of firearms is not remotely sufficient. 
We take much care with licensing for cars, motorcycles, TSA pre-checks, and a dozen other highly dangerous situations much more seriously than we do firearms, primarily because we have the Second Amendment. In my ideal world, the process for owning a weapon would be no less stringent than the uh, the process for getting a driver's license and just as well documented with the requirement that regular actual assessments of capability and overall qualification to own a weapon would be done. A mental health history check and assessment by qualified independent personnel. No phoned-in eye tests like the DMV does. But in addition to vastly improved licensing and maybe most controversially, controversially, If I were granted benevolent dictator powers for a period of time, one of the first things I would do would be to make the Second Amendment fit the conditions that existed during its original intent. The only weapons available from sale from that day forward would be black powder. That's right. I would infringe. The reason that I would commit this act of blasphemy is that there's no good reason not to, and hundreds of reasons in the form of innocent victims to make the change. The majority of gun owners are responsible, law-abiding people. This is true. And it is also true that every last one of those responsible, law-abiding people, if they are fit to own a weapon to begin with, can accomplish every task they need a gun for with a black powder weapon. Hunting? Kenny Olson happily provided the same and frankly highly irritating excuse I have heard dozens of times when making this argument. I need a 30-round magazine because I'm going to miss 25 times. Well, Kenny, in my opinion, that's 25 shots you shouldn't have taken in the first place. Whether it's a rat, a coyote, or a 12-point buck, any animal you put your sights on deserves the respect of being sure that the combination of your skills and the tool you're using will be as certain as possible to result in a humane death. If it's not a shot you're sure you can make, don't pull the trigger. Yep. I'm not trying to sell anyone on using flintlocks here. Modern, weatherized, inline black powder long arms are reliable, powerful, and accurate, and perfectly capable of providing a hunter with everything needed for a successful hunt, provided that their skills and dedication in practicing with it are at the level they should be before that person takes the field with a weapon. Home defense? People vastly overestimate their own abilities to defend their home with a handgun. In my opinion, 99% out of 100, including those who feel they've trained sufficiently by taking a couple of courses here and there, will not be able to handle their weapon effectively when surprised in their tidy whities in their own dark upstairs upstairs hallway by a quick-moving, ill-defined shape at 2 a.m. And God forbid that shape is a family member or that a wild uh, uh, 40 round doesn't go through Mrs. Schwartz's siding into her bedroom when you panic and start popping rounds wildly. Dogs and lights are far and away the best form of home defense. Big dogs, little dogs, doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be a trained attack dog. An alert dog that makes noise uh, is miles better than a handgun. You're not going to be able to deploy quickly or safely anyhow. Motion lights, well-lit yards, back it up with a two-barrel salt-loaded black powder shotgun if needed. But those pretty handguns are useless to most people at best and highly dangerous to the owner and family at worst. I carried a Colt M1911.45 as a personal sidearm for years and qualified with it regularly, and it is not theoretical to me that handguns are worthless in a crunch in the hands of most people, including myself. Well-regulated militia? We already have that in every state of the unions. It's called the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard. They all have the same weapons that the uh, regular forces have, and they're local. The days of Joe Sixpack being able to even slow down the jackbooted military thugs of a rogue government with a personal assault weapon went away in 1863. 
Sum it up. Any shot you should be taking in the first place when hunting can be taken with a black powder rifle. They are a giant bucket of fun to target shoot with. You can defend your home with a good dog, bright lights, and a shotgun much better than you can with a rifle or handgun. We have a well-regulated militia that is armed exactly as the federal government is armed, and nobody with a semi-auto 308 has a chance when some hypothetical government thug soldier can put a 105-millimeter heat round through his doorway from two miles away anyhow. We will never get rid of existing guns and should not. They are out there and owned by good people for the most part. But if we start somewhere soon with a decree that you can have all the guns you want as long as they are black powder, because they are plenty good enough to do everything that you legitimately need to use a gun for, the existing guns will over time become less and less effective and socially prevalent due to age and dwindling availability of ammunition. It'll take a very long time, but the existing guns will age out. If your only real excuse is that you're not skilled enough to use a black powder weapon to hunt because you miss too much, should you be hunting? Seems to me that if you're not interested in developing your skills to the level they should be in the first place, and you want to be the kind of hunter who lays behind an expensive scope popping rounds until he gets lucky, you just voluntarily cut yourself from the team. Good luck, Jay. Pretty much addressed directly to me, as far as I could but, tell. But just... It wasn't to me. You know, and, and I like his points, but I disagree with him. Sure. Uh, and I have uh, actually a couple of black powder rifles, and I love them. They're fun. A lot well, of fun. Black powder would be a notch below your uh, super magnet theory. I, I just think that that's some really thoughtful I, thoughtful yeah. thinking. It's it a is. fantastic um, email. It, it'll never fly, though. Uh, you know, that's not going to work. But, but if I can interpret what he's saying... Not that he stated anything that requires interpretation, but what it sounds like to me is, uh, who are you kidding, people? Uh, these guns are used to kill people. Well, they're used to kill coyotes, too. Yeah, but but he's saying, but he's saying, I think what he's saying is a little bit of my analogy. You take the keys out of the car to make it harder for the thief. Well, if all, if all you got now is black powder weapons, you're really going to make it harder. For the evil. You're going to make it harder for the evil. That's just one of the many, many excellent. I got more. Excellent emails. GLers really were, were thinking deeply yesterday. Yeah, they were, there was a lot of email. But but that the, the powder one, yes, would slow them down so they would get one shot off and kill one person long enough to have somebody tackle. Is that what he's... Is that what the message is? I, I, I think what he's saying is that if you're going to own a gun... You need to be well-regulated. I absolutely, firmly agree with that. You Um, need to be well-regulated. I I like the driver's license idea. A lot of us took the gun training um, as your kid Yeah, we both did. Uh, Yeah, and I did as a a youth, and I did again when my son took it, and it was fascinating, and it, it taught me a lot. And then, of course, I take it every, whenever my permit um, expires. I don't know. It's every five years or something. So I take another class. Okay. You have to take a class. But that's just for guys that carry. Okay. He's saying if you own one, I think, isn't this what he's saying? If you own firearms, you should take a course every however many years. Well, five yeah, years because you're, you have to get your license upgraded every five that's, years. You no, know, that's Can- not a bad idea. I don't know if it'll work. Kenny, you're one of the most passionate gun owners that I know that's in my life. And I agree with the, with what the emailer said, and I know you do too, part of that. What is the comeback for those that are like you that do not agree with the regulation? What's the comeback for them? Are they worried that, are those gun owners worried that in some way it's well, going to infringe upon I don't, their... I don't want to insult him, but his 
black powder thing to me is a tad bit absurd, but I, I don't mean that with any disrespect. In, yeah. yeah, disrespect or insult at all. Um, it, it, it's just it won't. I, fly. I think what he's saying it is, if you're going to be a gun owner, you're going to be a gun owner. I, I, yeah, you're going to know what the hell you have in your hands, and, and you're going to you're not going to take twenty five shots. You're going to take one because you're skilled. Absolutely, and, and uh, of course, I didn't mention any of the things that he mentioned. I mean, be sure of your target. Be mm-hmm. sure of the background. Don't pull your trigger on, on, on. Don't squeeze the trigger unless you know your target. And he's absolutely right. And it shouldn't take. 30 rounds my the magazines in my ar are 30 and uh the boxes of ammo come in 20 i never put in over 20 and and like i said yesterday 99 percent of my shooting with that is that paper you know i'm shooting at paper bill miller joe when we replace a sense of service gratitude and reverence with a culture of entitlement privilege and expectation we quickly see the demise of our relationships society and economy i fear we are losing the ethic of working at something that is hard and improving a point and improving to a point of performing at a high competitive level. I see petulant people, not petulant humans. Instead of communication, connection, and sustainability, I experience anger, assumptions, complaining, and faces constantly buried in a phone. Life is not a video game. People are real. Living is hard, and we need each other to survive and grow and be happy. The kids are starting to burn this place and to trash it. They're dragging a grand piano down the stairs. It's the destruction of high culture about which they're nothing but cynical because they don't believe that hard work and sacrifice can produce something of value. They want to bring it down and destroy it. You can see it in the story of Cain and Abel. Abel is hardworking and everyone likes him and he makes the proper sacrifices so his life goes really well. And that's part of the reason that Cain hates him. He's jealous and resentful, but worse than that, if you're not doing very well and you're around someone who is doing very well, it's painful because the mere fact of their being judges you. And so it's very easy to want to destroy that ideal so that you don't have to live with the terrible consequences of seeing it embodied in front of you. And so part of the reason that people want to tear things down is so that they don't have anything to contrast themselves against and to feel bad. And that's exactly what's happening here. Kids are destroying all of this culture because of the fact that it exists, judges them. Pushback, Bill Miller. Yeah. I told you GLers were yeah. uh, into some deep thinking. Huh? Let's go back to the first letter writer. Um, his ideas on home defense are absolutely 100% correct. Of course they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear of a lot of people that take their, that go and buy a firearm and, and it's a pistol and they all put it by their nightstand and they think they're going to use that for home defense. And he's absolutely right. You're going to be waving that thing around and the, the bad guy could be five feet away and I guarantee you'll miss. Mm-hmm. If you have to resort to a firearm to defend your house, use a shotgun. And again, like like, like like he mentioned, be sure of your target. Don't shoot your kid that's stumbling around in the dark. But Senior I, in college, Luke. I'm glad you could all have a reasonable conversation about guns and gun control. You talked about the institutions that acted as a guard for us are now failing. I personally believe the increase in mass murders is due to a devaluation of life. I'm not sure why people don't cherish life, but I know they don't. I've had conversations with otherwise sane and moral people who believe the elderly should be cut off at a certain age. I don't want to bring up the A word, but there's a definite link between a society being pro-choice and a society where we don't appreciate life. My life, your life, and their life is not valued as much as it should be. I have no legislative solution on how we can change this, but I think it would help if we all went out on a lake or in the woods a little more often. Yeah. A yeah. senior in college, Luke. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Julia, 
it's been a while since I checked in as I work many hours during the summer. The guy and I boast two children attending a conservative Christian college, and this loyal GL mom works to help with finances. September to June, I homeschool the rest of our bunch. Home educating is our answer to pushing back against the dissemination of American families and morals that you discussed on yesterday's podcast. Certainly far from perfect, our family is free from public school, academic, political agendas, and our children respect the institutions and authorities, also known as mom and dad. This sets the pattern for our children respecting God and all wise grown-ups who possess common sense garage logic. We enjoy family and church time, inexpensive road trips, and I choose what and how our children learn. When the GL kiddos are naughty, instead of threatening suspension, we threaten them to we threaten to put them on the school bus. <laughs> Speaking of family time, attached is another photo of the boathouse above Spoon Lake. Of course, the Gumption County children play on the left side of the dock as it has been treated by Aquaside. <laughs> we swam Sunday after praying for the poor souls in Texas and Ohio. After we see you and the boys at the in September, we will continue to push back with home educating. Hail the flashlight king, Julia. And there's the boathouse above the above oh, their boathouse on nice. Spoon Lake. Awesome. Yeah. And they, you can see the side that has been treated with aquasite. Yep. Look at that, just clear. Like yeah. almost gin color. Some people really have to figure it out. <laughs> huh? It's almost gin color, gin clear, color. like Lake Superior. Uh, Aquaside is the answer. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. You just fan those pellets over the problem area. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, your family, the water. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call them at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com shipping is free uh again these thoughtful emails are incredible uh, i don't know about this one uh chris writes if you're looking for a common denominator in mass shootings it's drugging boys to curb their hyperactivity you've got close when you observe that the shootings were by 21 year old white men the finish to the sentence could have been that they have stopped using their medication i i'm not qualified to know that I'm not qualified to know that, but uh, I'm I'm on constant guard that any uh, kid that I'm associated with is not medicated. I uh, right? I am very close to someone who was very close to that topic, and I could not agree with him more. Mm-hmm. We're we're drugging the hell out of our kids because of behavior problems, uh, and it's a shame. And a lot a lot of times, isn't it also learning problems? Like they can't concentrate in school or well, there's such for, a, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, there's such a desire for overcorrection with kids. When Just let them be kids. Yeah. Uh, Rick in Edmond, Oklahoma writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. I want a little more uh, enthusiasm. Oh. <sighs> Try it again. Hail, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you son of a... Oh. Is that too far? <laughs> yeah. See, you didn't have to okay. take it that far. Okay, I'm sorry. I got really excited. I'm not on my drugs today. Linked is an article that help, could help explain why we have an increase in disaffected youth, which could be a contributing factor to mass shootings. In a nutshell, one in five millennials say they have no friends. What? One in five millennials say they have it's no friends. It's a Fox friends. Business well, News story. That, that's a, I, I like that. That's, that's a good stat. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> you want to be one of the five. How lucky are they? <laughs> I guess I like millennials now. No, no, no. The, uh, the social media world is, re- is resulting in, in, in disaffection. It's, yeah. it's resulting in... Uh, oh, I see. 
uh, it's resulting in. Uh, well, we've talked about this before. Many huh? times. We've yeah, talked yeah. About Le- it. The left and right in the younger generation, they just won't deal with each other. Whereas we've got a lot of liberal friends, and the liberals have a lot of conservative friends, and we all get along. A lot of listeners because we all us. like beer. Well, plus, <laughs> them looking at their social medias and somebody coming after someone, <laughs> and then they go into a shell and sit in the the basement and play video games, and that just all starts to build up. But their touchy feely stuff has not worked to bring everybody out and well, say you must accept Jimmy. You know what? You brought up an interesting point, and it's actually something that uh, President Trump brought up yesterday. Do you guys uh, do you think video games play a role in the demise of society? Do you believe uh, that? I, I can't identify with that. They're so uh, they're so beyond my personal generation, and my I've I've gotten lucky that all the kids I used to have. Uh, never played them, had no interest in them. I know nothing about them. I do know that the younger kids I'm involved with are are aware of them and play. Uh, one kid plays Fortnite. Yes, uh, I don't know what Fortnite's that is. Harmless. But I'm constantly. Uh, but, but is he playing it? Badgering them he, not to he, let him. Is he playing it uh, at his own demise? I mean, is no, I don't it, think so. Is it? I don't think there's he's, no, he's, so. There's he's, no consequence. Well, he's strictly governed in how much time he can do well, it. Well, it's good parenting. Yeah. Our friend Bill Stein writes, I enjoyed yesterday's podcast as always, but I feel the need to school some people on the subject of firearms. I attended a military high school, whereas my first day as a freshman in 1963, I was issued an M1 rifle, a semi-automatic gas-operated shoulder weapon. Lest you get excited, gas-operated referred to the expanding gases released by the fired round that cycled the piston that seated the next round. A word about firearms. Pistols and rifles are correctly referred to as weapons, rifles, pistols, and pieces. Gun refers to a smooth-bore weapon such as a shotgun, and artillery pieces either land or ship-based in machine guns and submachine guns. Fully automatic weapons have been banned for private ownership in the United States for decades. As you said, Joe, an automatic weapon fires as long as you depress the trigger and as long as you have rounds in the magazine. A semi-automatic weapon only fires each time you depress the trigger. Rifles, pistols, and shotguns can all exist as semi-automatics. However, the last few years have witnessed the advent of the bump stock, which in essence converts a semi-auto into a virtual full auto, and they have been rightly banned. I remember taking the city bus from Mendota Heights to our indoor rifle range on the St. Thomas College campus one Saturday morning to learn shooting safety from our high school chapter of the NRA. All our rifles and ammunition were donated by the DCM, the Director of Civilian Marksmanship, a branch of the government. The first day in classroom instruction, our instruction, our instructor, an active duty Army sergeant, explained he was going to show us some shooting positions. He said he would first show us the most elementary position, prone. He assumed the prone position on the classroom table holding a 30-odd-6 M1 rifle and touched off a blank round scaring the crap out of all of us, not to mention deafening us. Deafening us. He then calmly explained that the first thing you do when handling a weapon is check to make sure it is empty. The second thing he impressed on us was the only time you point your weapon at a living thing is when you intend to kill it. Sage lessons I will carry to my grave. I went on to shoot competitively with our school rifle team. It was a good gig as we were able to travel all around the country competing against all the other ROTC units, both high school and college. So I guess I can say I competed in sports at a college level. We whacked St. John's in the U of M. (laughs) Those were the days when kids in Aiken would take their shotguns to school so they could hunt ducks and grouse on the way home. Those days are gone. You are right, Mayor. There is evil and madness in the world. The lack of faith, the demise of the family, and the cheapening of the sacredness of life have put us in this position. 
The toothpaste is out of the tube, if you'll pardon the dental analogy, because Billy was a dentist. Mm. As you stated, there are 400 million firearms out there, no way to get them out of the hands of evildoers, just like there is no way to control the climate. The dingbat politicians say the time for prayer is over. I say the time for prayer is just beginning. A bump stock does not make a weapon fully automatic. They're banned now. I believe Trump banned them, didn't he? Yeah, after the Las Vegas yeah. shooting. Yeah. yeah. Bump fire stocks are gun stocks that are specially designed to make bump firing easier, which assist semi-automatic firearms with somewhat mimicking the firing motion of a fully automatic weapon, but does not make the firearm automatic. I just love the challenge that the first emailer threw down. He threw down the gauntlet. He did. He threw down the gauntlet. All right, people. I've fought. I've fired everything there is in the world. I take all this seriously. I, I black powder. That's, I just I love the challenge he's issuing to people. He's, he's just saying, that's all you need. I can't go duck hunting with a black powder. Uh, According to him, you could. I, I can't. Yeah. Why would it just disintegrate the duck? No, it, it's it's a one shot deal. You know, give, give give us our two shots, our three shots. Get give, better. Give us a break. <laughs> give us a break. Okay. Give us a break. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh Kenny and uh, Rook will recall that yesterday I brought up this, uh, this uh, actress, Ellen Pompeo, mm-hmm. uh, who was getting roasted on Twitter because she said that Kamala Harris was acting over conf- with, with overconfidence, yes. which is ridiculous. And I should have pointed out yesterday, Ellen Pompeo is married to Chris Ivory, who's an African-American, and Kamala Harris is married to a white guy. So uh, it appears that these women are far more open-minded about race than the twittiots who get up every morning angry at the world and looking for something to complain about. And uh, he's right. Who was that? That was... Ellen uh, Pompeo. Tim, and then uh, uh, Tanner writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you! you. Came across this clip I believe you will enjoy. Don't know if this has already made the show, but it proves once again what you've said all along about weather hysteria. Also did a uh, 
quick cylinder count on live frack location and counted upwards of 400 large, powerful cylinders simultaneously wow. spewing American dignity wow. and energy independence. <laughs> Rolling coal, baby. Pushing back one well at a time, your official oil field count, uh, correspondent's Tanner. Uh, P.S. If the wacky wheeler can't make it to the fair, can we all watch you try to text while riding your e-bike? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the clippy said. We did discuss it. You know it. what? You wouldn't even have to be on the e-bike and you'd fall down. Oh, I know. No, no I ride it. I mean, I, <laughs> no. let me tell you something, though. But is watching illegal? you text is, uh, is is a lot of fun, actually. Is it illegal to text an eco-bike? I would think We're it should be. We're about to find out. I think yeah. it should be. But the, te- the clip he sent me was the YouTube clip of the Weather Channel guy who was bent into the wind. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And behind yeah, yeah. him, two guys are just strolling along. Playing catch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my no, e-bike, my e-bike gets a lot of press. That's an e-bike I got from EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. You can ride and it. And from what I understand, you're in the market for another one because your kids have taken they, over. They really, I am probably in the market for another one. This thing has proven to be very popular with the kids I used to have. EcoFun also sells the full line of Yamaha motorcycles, scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, ATVs, side by side. And these great electric bikes, uh, Bintelli e-bikes. With the Bintelli e-bike, you either pedal it on your own or use five levels of assist. And if that doesn't satisfy you, stop pedaling and use the thumb control and cruise around like you're it can be like weather a related. Tour de France rider. It can be weather-related. The hotter it gets, the less you yeah. pedal. And at EcoFun, uh, you're going to find an on-floor, uh, on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what... Uh, the, let me start that over. Yeah. No other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electrical bikes. That, no, I'm not going to call them an electrical bike. No. E-bike. It's an electric assist bike. There you they go. got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. They got a big showroom full of them. You need one? They got them. I you got think them. we know what you're saying. Yeah, and Tim uh, Bloom will be glad to set you up with a uh, test ride at EcoFun Motorsports downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. EcoFun motorsports.com you know you mentioned uh, the, the weather channel guy yeah. my favorite video ever was the one we played during sports talk rook remember the guy reporting on the sandstorm the hellacious oh. and they pan to the guy next to him and he's kicking sand <laughs> in the air <laughs> You know, if you just be patient, nature will take care of you, That's pal. Right. You don't have to pretend you're right. leaning into the wind. Let me read another one. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Hail you. Uh, <laughs> If you choose to share this, please withhold my name. I do not wish for everyone to know I carry. All right. Uh, Joe, with all due respect, what the hell happened yesterday? Episode 203. Please tell me you didn't fall off your e-bike and hit your head. (laughs) In 15 years of listening to you, I cannot recall another show where you were so bested by Kenny on the GL scale. Well, nobody was trying to best each other. He's he's cool. Just relax. Okay. I appreciate your (laughs) desire to develop a solution to these senseless killings, but you fell into the euphorian trap of we must do something about this immediately. Uh, Your suggestion that banning an inanimate object might be a solution. Kenny correctly called you out on the contradiction it makes no sense to acknowledge that people are the ones who commit the crimes yet suggest that banning a tool will somehow prevent the crime well let me pause and insert my own thoughts there no i just want to make it harder for them to commit the crime i feel bad that he thinks i'm right (laughs) i would too if i were you wow what's that say about you a few years back in my hometown a few years back in my hometown, a guy was killed with a hammer. Can I expect to submit to a background check and a waiting period next time I stop in the NAC Hardware and Lounge to pick up a scary-looking claw hammer? Kenny is correct in his assessment of semi-automatic firearms. Firearms Out here in rural Gumption County, semi-automatic firearms are very common. 
We use them for recreation, critter control, and God forbid, self-defense. We don't have quick access to law enforcement. If I call 911, I, ex- I can expect a 10 to 20 minute wait to hear sirens. I'm not likely to have that much time should evil arrive inside my door. Kenny is also correct in his assessment of the 1994 assault weapons ban. The ban largely related to cosmetic features and by most objective accounts did nothing to reduce crime or gun deaths. You will recall that Columbine and several other gun crimes occurred during this ban. Again, banning a scary-looking tool does not prevent the crime. Lastly, Kenny is also correct that most of us who go through the training and background checks uh, to choose to carry would rather not. I have a level of responsibility attached to me that is completely foreign to most of the idiots who would like to take it away. I don't relish it. I dread the day where I may need to draw. However, I know that in a crisis situation, I have the tools to protect myself and my family. Right or wrong, otherwise, I do believe that the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. We must address this issue at the root cause if we truly want to solve it. The people who commit these crimes, how can we help them? How can we limit their danger to society? And how can we prevent them from resorting to using these tools for evil? We need to push back on the emotional responses and start the adult process of addressing facts. It's unpopular and it's difficult. Neil deGrasse Tyson tried via Twitter and the mob roasted him for it. GLers need to be the adults in the room. We need to keep it up. We need to stick with facts even after emotional tragedies. Unlike many of the emails you are likely to receive, I will not stop listening. No one threatened to stop listening, by the way. All these emails have been fantastic. They've been fantastic. Uh, He said, though, that I had a bad day and need to think things through. Okay. I sincerely hope that yesterday was just a pothole on the service road of life. You'll bounce back. In the words of Red Green, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Thanks again for keeping things going with the podcast. Good luck. And I can't say his name. So. In, his, in your defense, it's hard not to be emotional about you know this. This is a very emotional topic. What I said yesterday, it's no longer a knee-jerk reaction to want to do something. It, it, it's a knee-jerk reaction the first time somebody shoots up a crowd and you say, ban him, ban him, ban him. That's a knee-jerk reaction. After about the 204th mass shooting, which is defined as anybody over four people, uh, that's not a knee-jerk reaction. I'm all for whatever we can, de- whatever we can devise to make it more difficult for evil to get the gun. Yeah. Not being able to find a perfect solution. There's no perfect solution because no, we can't. That's what we're all wrestling with. That's what the emailers are wrestling with. The, the first emailer came up with his plan. Black powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he has a plan at least. Well, and he has a. He has a. He, that's his answer. I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow when you receive email reaction to that email. Yeah, it'll just be fun to hear and read people's different opinions. And I know that. you guys covered it extensively yesterday, but even in the case of Dayton, the police chief said there was nothing in this guy's background that would have prevented him purchasing a, you know, ammunition or firearm, etc. Yeah, there was, but it wasn't acted upon. His oh, high school classmates knew he was off the rails. He had a isn't he the guy that had the rape a list of people he wanted to kill? He was in a band. The guy in about, Dayton, yeah. yeah. Also, his girlfriend was on Today this morning and said uh, he would talk about uh, mass murders. Uh, was, he was fascinated by mass murder. There were plenty of red flags. But see, I thought didn't the police chief Johnny in Dayton didn't he say there was nothing in his criminal background. That I didn't see that, but perhaps he did. I, I don't know. So uh, No criminal background, right. Nothing criminal. Johnny, do you think, and I'm just asking your opinion here, do you think those friends, family, classmates, etc. should have come forward and alerted the authorities and 
um, maybe a question for the room. If they had, do you think that would have changed things? Uh, I'm asking Johnny, then you can go. Johnny? <laughs> Wow. Wait, well, thanks wait, for letting me take over the show. I'm not uh, bothering anybody, am I? <laughs> no, still here, Joe? Joe, you still here? Are you still there? I, I don't know that it would have. The ex-girlfriend today said she was stunned, even though she heard all this talk all the time. And he even took her out to shoot guns and would talk while they were shooting about being fascinating, fascinated by mass murders, oh. wondering how they were, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And, and she said uh, at the end of the thing, but I'm still stunned. When I found out it was him. Okay, here's my opinion is she should have said something. Here's the answer to that. I'm sorry. Here's the answer to that. Part of the answer is that in the dumbing down of the educational process in this country, what is getting drilled into the kids is to not be judgmental. They are not to be judgmental of other people. Very true. They're supposed to. We're supposed to be accepting and inclusive, inclusive. and uh, and 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 you have no business uh, drawing conclusions about which is which is an absolute denial of reality. Right. Mm -hmm. People people do this every day in their life. They make judgments all day long. You make judgments. Mm -hmm. Uh, That guy might swerve over here. You know, I better change this lane. We're making judgments all day long. In the academic process, which has failed in this country, it's one of the institutions that is failing us, these kids are taught uh, to withhold your, their judgments. They're, they're, they're taught uh, or they're, they're frowned upon. They're frowned upon if they say, I think that what the Tom just said is ridiculous. No, they're taught that what Tom just said is as good as anything else that gets said. Right. We were taught mm-hmm. from day one, trust your instincts, trust your gut. So now I'm thinking this uh, this phrase, and I believe it's related to terrorism. If you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. Maybe we as gun owners, um, because we're always hanging around each other, we're out at the range together, we're in the shops together, maybe the onus is on us if uh, one of our peers starts acting or saying deranged crazy things or things that even raise an eyebrow maybe we need to alert the authorities did this girlfriend you saw john did she i didn't see it i just read the story oh this you just morning. read the story yeah. i was, I was yeah. wondering what you thought of her if you had seen it is there a, what uh, news it, outlet it was had on it? nbc news she was on the today show so if you go to nbcnews.com why don't you find that find if it. you could well let's take a break and come back with johnny's news i'd like to hear her to see if we can maybe make a determination why she didn't say mm-hmm. something. John, it's now your turn to slam Trump. Go ahead. Your turn. You're on, John. Go. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. <laughs> great to be back, fellas. It's really great to be back. It's working. John Hyde. Are, uh, are, are we on the air? Yeah, John Hyde. Okay. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> you should dig your news like this. Star report to Tribune reporting. All right. St. Paul's Street Network has fallen into such disrepair the city would have to double its maintenance spending to stay ahead of the potholes and pavement failures, according to a report from the city's public works department. Wow. Where should that money come from? Well, we've already paid it in in the form of property taxes. True. But mm-hmm. now they've got to take some money out of another. Uh, uh, euphorian pot. Well, the mayor has a cabinet hole. of 13 diversity directors, <laughs> yeah. each making a buck and a half. Maybe that resiliency guy can go out there and yeah, fill a few shovels. The report, which comes as Mayor Melvin Carter prepares to give his 2020 budget address, says the city needs to spend about 
$50 million a year on street maintenance to meet recommended standards for pavement quality. Public Works Director Kathy Lantry will present the report's findings to the city council members on Wednesday. She wouldn't uh, talk about the report in advance. Council member Rebecca Noker said in an interview Monday that a discussion about funding street maintenance has been a long time coming. St. Paul's Street Network includes 762 miles of city streets, arterial and residential thoroughfares, and 107 miles of county roads and state trunk highways. Public Works measures pavement conditions using the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Pavement Condition Index, otherwise known as the PCI, and they rate them from zero, which has failed, to 100, which is good. What are we, zero? In St. Paul, the average PCI for all roads is 62. So you'd get a D minus at that point. That's being charitable to call wow. Rook would change it to a D plus. D plus. Really, yeah. right away <laughs> to a D plus. In Minneapolis, where the, where the city council in 2016 voted to spend an additional $22 million, things are not a lot better. The PCI there only 66. The extra investment will continue in Minneapolis till 2037 and grow with inflation, according to Jennifer Hager, Director of Transportation Planning for Minneapolis Public Works. Now, back in St. Paul, without a cash infusion, 35% of St. Paul's arterial streets will be in failed condition, and almost 90% of residential streets will be in very poor, serious, or failed condition by the year 2039, according to the reports. I got news for you. What what number are we at right now? 60, uh, 62, 62 for St. Paul. What the hell would zero look like if this is 62? I mean, falling yeah. into holes, I'm guessing. This is the, the, These streets in St. Paul are destroyed. What the hell would zero look Cars like? Cars are diving into tunnels. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be speaking Chinese. I guess so. <laughs> what Do you think I'd be in trouble if I fixed some potholes in my alley? It's no. A, it's a concrete alley. Don't tell anybody. Just do it. Now that you've broadcasted over a 50,000 right. watt <laughs> You're podcast. You're on fifth, right? You're on fifth? I'm really tempted because these things are driving me crazy. A couple years ago, we had the city in, and they said, yeah, we'll fix them. They came in and dumped in a bunch of tar into yeah. these potholes. Again, I said concrete, you yeah. know, alley. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we have a big kind of tar speed bump thing. Did, so the asphalt didn't level out. It's a, No, it's a big hump now, and, th- and now more potholes have developed, and It'd take me a few bags of quick greet, and I could get that thing done. I think you should do it and just keep quiet about it. Yeah. Well, do it under the cover of night. <laughs> What's I, Olson doing out there with a, with a wheelbarrow? With ninja suit on. <laughs> so I see Kenny in the, uh, a bathrobe underwear with a cigar hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> Mixing up a batch in exactly. a wheelbarrow. Singer R. Kelly has been charged with sex crime involving an underage girl while in the state of Minnesota. Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman announced the charges against him. He's also been charged with underage sex crimes in other jurisdictions. According to the criminal complaint on January 11th, the victim reached out to law enforcement. Of what year? Uh, well, January 11th of this year, but I'll, I'll get back yeah, to where right. when it comes from. To report a sexual encounter with Kelly, she told the police the incident happened when the musician was in Minneapolis for a concert back in 2001. Well, well, lady, why didn't you come forward a little sooner? The charges against Kelly are one count of engaging in prostitution with a person under 18 years of age and one count of hiring a person under 18 years of age for sexual purposes. Uh, Kelly is currently in custody over other underage sex crimes in New York. Freeman says his office investigated after getting a tip from a Chicago tip line. Uh, Freeman said, some might say, aren't you piling on? He has other charges. But he said victims deserve their day in court, and that's one of the reasons we're here. Kelly's attorney, Steve Greenberg, tweeted, give me a break. This is beyond absurd. Well, how are you going to prove it? It's 20 years. 
It's in her word against his. I guess. Right? Yeah. His word isn't very good. Not at this point. No. Yeah. But thought, are, are we kind of rubing it up, though, by saying, you know, we're just a, a charge no, nail the guy. guy. Nail the guy. No, nail him and charge him, but... Do we seem kind of like we're a hick town? Like we're we're included in the club now. We're no, cool. I don't think so. No, I okay. So. No. I thought Freeman was taking a leave of absence. He's no, back. He's, he back. came back. Oh, yeah. he's back. He came back. okay. We're gonna get Chris a, a subscription to the newspaper. I think. Yeah, no. It really would be helpful for you guys to read the paper. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, it's so depressing. It really is. It, yeah, the it newspaper, or the fact that they don't read it. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple sentences in. I'm like, oh, it's probably just gonna be bad news. I got to see what Marmaduke is doing today. <laughs> Marmaduke. It's really helpful. <laughs> Chinese companies have stopped buying U.S. agricultural products, according to China's Commerce Ministry. This is going to hurt the old farm bill. They devalued wow. their currency, correct, John? Yeah, but they I think they re, didn't they do something about that this morning, I believe. Should have read about it in the newspaper, Kenny. Would you help the markets? I think we hurt Chris with that one. Markets I'm are sorry, up Chris. Day. Yeah, Joe yeah. was very upset yesterday. I, I have a question. With the agricultural items that we would have sold to China, is there no other part of the world that would buy it? And now will it just not, sit in not a silo? In, not in the bulk that they were buying it. Okay. The president did hint on Twitter this morning that he'd fix it the same way he did this year, and that's he just gave a bunch of money to the farmers, which I don't think you can do that every year, can you? No. I don't think so. Uh, China may also impose additional tariffs on U.S. farm products, the ministry said, raising the barrier to future trade that Further targets rural states that supported President Trump in the 2016 election. Trump said last Thursday that Beijing had not fulfilled a promise to buy large volumes of U.S. farm products and vowed to impose new tariffs of around on around $300 billion of Chinese goods. China on Monday also let the yuan, is it, is it pronounced yuan? Mm-hmm. Anybody know? Sure, Nobody? sure. We can pass the key $7 uh, per dollar level for the first time in more than a decade. The United States responded by designating China a currency manipulator. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duval. Zippy A. Called the announcement for Zippy. China. Uh-huh. A body blow to thousands of farmers and ranchers who are already struggling to get by. So the American Farm Bureau Federation President is Zippy Duda. Zippy Duval. I was uh, having a conversation with a lifelong farmer over the weekend, and he gave me a very disturbing statistic. What's that? Less than 2% of families farm. Less than. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it, it was 40% in the 90s. Oh, 2% of the U.S., you mean? Yeah, or? 2% of, he said you. 2% of families I he's understand. found over yeah. the over his years of research. That's yeah. that's startling to me. The family farm is uh, in big trouble. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. The death toll from that shooting in Texas this past weekend has now hit 22 after two more deaths from people being treated at local hospitals. City getting prepared for a visit from President Trump despite anger from El Paso residents and local Democratic leaders who say he isn't welcome and should stay away. El Paso Mayor DeMargo announced at a news conference that Trump planned to visit Wednesday and defended the decision to welcome the president. Margo said, I want to clarify for the political spin that this is the office of the mayor of El Paso in an official capacity welcoming the office of the president of the United States. Acknowledging the backlash in the community, the mayor added, I'm already getting emails and phone calls. In scripted remarks from the White House, the president yesterday urging unity while blaming mental illness and video games. He made no mention uh, of gun sales, which is what is making some of the Democrats angry. The mayor of Dayton said, well, he's coming here, but oh, maybe he'll God. go to Toledo. Yeah, I thought that's a great line. Maybe not in, the, in this context, but right, it's, a, right, it's a great line. Right. 
Uh, President Trump uh, also Tuesday stepped up his accusations against Google, claiming without offering any evidence that the technology company worked to subvert his 2016 presidential campaign and warning that he was, quote, watching it very closely ahead of the 2020 election. Trump, in a series of early posts on Twitter, also slammed Google's chief executive officer, Sundar Pichai, and again raised questions about the search engine's work with China, despite his administration's earlier comments that any such work was limited. A Manhattan federal judge sentenced convicted bomber Cesar Sayak to 20 years in prison Monday, five years supervised release. Judge Jed Rakoff said the sentence was no more and no less than what Sayak deserved after defense lawyers argued their client should serve just 10 years of a potential life sentence. Uh, he's the 57-year-old fellow who sent some shockwaves through the U.S. by sending uh, improvised explosive devices to uh, folks like Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Barack Obama. You want to yes. hear a different uh, court experience? Sure. Give, give me a yes. second. I didn't know you were going to go to this right now. Give me a second. Johnny, do okay. another story. No, in the meantime, I'm going to ask Kenny a question. Sure. Did you get to Moeller's and get your... Uh, Battery no, changing no, your watch? I just reset my watch No, it's watch still 7 again. o'clock. We, we lose about 10 <laughs> minutes a day on this Timex. I've told you that uh, RF Moeller Jewelry stores, uh, three locations, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France and Edina, and Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. It's the best place, hands down, to buy your jewelry and fine watches and wedding rings and diamonds. But they're also the best place to sell your vintage watches, jewelry, diamonds, and colored gemstones. That's right. You sell and they buy it because the uh, people at Molars have been buying pre-owned diamonds, gemstones, estate and antique jewelry and vintage watches for more than 40 years. They are the experts expert. I've I've listened as Moeller, uh Mark has conducted deals for some of these uh, estate watches and estate jewelry. And it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've been in the store. If you poke your, you can walk right in there. I'm not sure they let Kenny in. But yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they would. have to trim that beard. I think I'd have to call in advance, maybe send a picture of myself yes. over. Yes. <laughs> Social security number. Moeller customers have a great appetite for all things pre-owned, and they are always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. So give the people at Moeller's an opportunity to show you that they are not only the best place to buy your fine watches and jewelry, but the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. We came across uh, this piece. Uh, it was on Twitter. Ryan Saavedra is He's, the one who put it out on social media. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on his website, which is the Daily Wire, uh, but this, this, this particular moment in a courtroom that he captured is just something you need to hear. Uh, I don't know what state it is. I'm guessing this might be in Philadelphia or New York. Oh, or, this is Southeast. Yeah. This is the old guy. Yeah. He tweeted this judge. earlier. Yeah. yeah. So here, listen to this. You got to. You got to yeah, really get, hear this. Get some tissue ready, GLers, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the waterworks are going to flow. Thank you. <clears throat> Good morning, sir. Good morning, Judge. Mr. Kowawa, you are charged with a school zone violation. Beg pardon. You are charged with a school zone violation, which means that you were exceeding the speed limit in a school zone. I don't drive that fast, Judge. I'm 96 years old, and I drive slowly, and I only drive when I have to. I was going to the blood work for my boy. He's handicapped. You were taking your son to the doctor's office? Yeah. I take him for blood work. Mm-hmm. Every two weeks, because he's got cancer. 
You are a good man. You are a good man. You are you, you really are what America is all about. Here you are in your 90s and you're still yeah. taking care of your family. That, that's just a wonderful thing for you. Well, how old is your son? 63. Yeah. And you still daddy's still taking care of him, right? <laughs> I only drive when I have to. Yeah. You see that young man over there? That's my son. Now, he's looking at me saying, Dad, when you're in your 90s, you're going to be driving me around. <laughs> you're setting a bad example for my kid. No. You're, put, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> Listen, sir, I wish you all the best. I wish the best for your son, and I wish you good health. And your case is dismissed. Good luck to you, and God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Reavers had the best question. <laughs> who was the knucklehead who gave that guy a ticket? <laughs> no yeah. kidding. I thought. Yeah. What was the cop that said, "No, I'm I'm bagging this guy right hey, here." Hey, hey, we You're all, going twenty and a fifteen. We all know that traffic cops are a different breed of cop. What the hell? Who tell? Who stopped this poor guy? <laughs> I don't drive that fast. He says. Oh, oh that's fantastic. Uh, oh, the the video's been. You put it out on your Twitter account. Yeah, it's I guess also I on the did. GL Twitter account. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Nobel laureate Toni Morrison, a pioneer and reigning uh, a giant of modern literature whose imaginative power and beloved and Song of Solomon and other works uh, transformed American letters by dramatizing the pursuit of freedom within the boundaries of race, has died at the age of 88. Publisher Alfred A. Knopf announced that Morrison died Monday night at Montefiore Medical Center in New York. Family issued a statement saying she died after a brief illness. Morrison won a Pulitzer Prize in 1988 for Beloved. Her admirers were countless, from fellow authors, college students, and working people, to Barack Obama, who awarded her a Presidential Medal of Freeman, to Oprah Winfrey, who idolized Morrison and helped greatly expand her readership. Morrison shared high opinions, repeatedly labeling one of her novels, Love, as perfect, and rejecting the idea that artistic achievement called for quiet acceptance. Ever read Beloved? I have not. I read Beloved. Many years ago. It's, Did you enjoy it's it? very powerful. Yeah. Are, are we going to have an episode of the Krabby Coffee Shop today? Sure. Uh, if Krabby, you want. Well, let's come back with news I, from the Krabby I've Coffee got some Shop. News. Yeah. Hey, it's the Rook here for Jack's Cafe. Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis, a wonderful place to celebrate, a wonderful place to have a nice cocktail, and a wonderful place to sit out at the back patio. All these patio competitions that they have, Jack's Cafe has the best patio in the state. It is wonderful. But I'm here to tell you a great offer. My buddy Billy Kozlak, who I went to school with, is a great, they're a great, wonderful family. Generation after generation at Jack's Cafe. And I got together with him and said, Billy, let's do something with Jack's. He said, I got a great idea. How about the GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu? You have to ask for it by name. It's a wonderful four-course meal. You will get a bottle of wine included with that for $99. You start with a great appetizer, Jack's House Salad, third course. You can choose between prime rib, salmon, pan-roasted chicken breast, butternut squash, ravioli, grilled pork chop, tornadoes of beef, there's so much. And then we top it all off with bread pudding. 
Remember, that delicious bottle of wine. You're going to have a great celebration with your gal, and you can also bring your family for Sunday brunch. Now, I don't have five minutes to tell you about it, but I'm going to tell you more about it each and every week. Jack's Cafe, they're online at jackscafe.com. That's Jack's with an X. Don't forget to ask for the GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu and tell Billy the Rook sent you Jack's Cafe. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Used to be a soundboard. Joe Souchere. I was mowing thistles the other day. Thistles. Mowing thistles. Here's Kenny with news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. And news from the Krabby Coffee Shop brought to you by the Coffee Grounds over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Find them online at thecoffeegrounds.com and get yourself the best fresh roasted coffee you have ever tasted. So... I don't know if I've told you guys this on the air. I probably have off the air. I'm a property manager up up there for a rather large hunting reserve, which I did not know that gives me a lot of various duties that keep me busy spring through fall. The last couple of weeks, I've been prepping and seeding new food plots for deer. I won't even bother trying to explain that to you, uh, Suge. Sure. Uh, but I'm also mowing off thistles that are trying to encroach on existing food plots for deer, clover, and whatnot. So I'm sitting on the tractor for six hours the other day. Kind of gives a guy time to think. And when I'm thinking, I'm mulling over, much like Ralph Cramden, I'm mulling over get-rich-quick schemes. And I'm thinking the Krabby Coffee Shop needs to venture out into other venues. Everybody I know up north not only has one job or one business, they have three or four. That's how they make ends meet. So number one, I need to acquire a bunch more of equipment. And I think I could easily quit this dumb gig and hire out and be a property manager for absentee landowners that need their uh, hunting property kept in tip-top shape. There's an there's an actual need for that. Are you hearing what he's saying? He's sitting on the tractor figuring out a way he can dump this podcast. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all I ever think about. Now he's, now he's letting the podcast know. <laughs> right. It's actually become quite the obsession. But unfortunately, that... Uh, that leaves out winter. What in the hell am I going to do yeah, all and, winter? And, and if you did that to us, why in the hell would we welcome you back in the winter? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, well. Trailer around the portable Krabby coffee shop. Oh, my God, you're in my head. Mm-hmm. Onto the ice? That's yes. what occurred to me, the Krabby coffee Take shop. Take it to fish, ice fishing tournaments. I want to I set up on various lakes yes. around the state and serve this you know, what I'm calling the best damn coffee ever made. All I need, and, and it's really cheap, really. I'm going to buy a, go to Walmart or whatever, buy a couple $20 coffee makers. Uh, but then I need a brand new, big, deluxe fish house, one of those $40,000 models. Yeah. And this is where GLers are going to come in. Really? Uh, because they're going to pay for it? The Krabby Coffee Shop, there's many, many fish house manufacturers in this state, right? Right. And I'm guaranteeing you that at least, if not the owners, the employees are GLers. So I've, we've already got spies in the building. Uh-huh. So all we need is one of these guys to realize that, hey, we need to up our promotional game. What a sponsorship. We should call GL, get on board, and get this dumb-dumb a fish house. Yeah. And he's going to trailer around all winter. And I'm going to go around the state, wherever we can get reception, and I'm not going to have to come down to this ridiculous city well, I don't, because I don't I'll, I'll put studio equipment Aggressive. in it, and I'll do my part 
on this show, however limited it is, and I'm hoping it's very limited, right. maybe, you know, one hour a week. Well, the, earlier in the show, you were directing the proceeds here and you had right. tight speak and then you had somebody else speak <laughs> then you finally allowed me to speak and here's and this is where you play in such in order to fee. all in, for the low low price in order to do this <laughs> yep. in order to make this work i promise this fish house manufacturer that mr joe Souchere is going to be joining me on the ice staying oh, the night and doing the yes. podcast Hail live the on okay. i don't care if it's Malax or vermilion <laughs> or upper lower Brady. red oh, yeah. it doesn't matter is going to be there spending the night once. using the bathroom once and, and here's uh, what you got to do bring it right close to shore <laughs> no we're going out if it there. goes down i want to be no. on land we're right. going out there right out in the middle no no, no. Of he no likes ice. hearing those the, no. the ice creak oh, yeah. in the middle of I, the night I, I, i'd have a little trouble with that before we go on i want you to call up my uh, twitter account call up uh, that crabby news Yep. Twitter account, you know where that is. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the coffee grounds over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Eau Claire, as I like to say, we all know that I'm pretty passionate about my coffee. Uh, actually, I love my coffee more than my family. There, the truth is out. Wow. And it's not just one of these dainty little cups with sugar and milk in the morning. It's black. It's strong. It's all the live long day. I really need good coffee. And I was mistaken for many years. I used to think the name brand, uh, name brand beans that I bought in the grocery store, we all know where they're from. Uh, I thought they were good, but that was before I hooked up with thecoffeegrounds.com. Eric and Julie over at the Coffee Grounds, they've been roasting coffee since 96. They've done their homework to make sure the beans they roast are the best. They've actually been to Costa Rica and all across Central America, going through the farms, meeting the families, and finding the best honestly sourced beans out there. They've had a direct relationship with their suppliers for over 20 years. It's the real deal, and it's all about freshness. To that, uh, to me... That does it all. It means really, really fresh coffee. Uh, huge variety, too. Light, medium, dark roast. And if you really need, and I'm really excited about this, if you really need a high-octane kick, try the Krabby Coffee Shop Blend because it'll have your hair standing on end. Or if you're a little more mellow and you're a beginner like Such and you like to say you drink coffee, but it's only a half a cup a day. I have two cups a day. Try the Garage Logic <laughs> blend, because that's also very good. Uh, the best part, you can go right to the website, thecoffeegrounds.com, order a few pounds, they're going to ship it to your front door, and here's the caveat. Be sure to use the promo code GL20. You'll get 20% off. And... If you find yourself in the Eau Claire area or just passing through, swing into the coffee grounds for a fresh cup. Uh, oh, Friday, fish fry. They want me Ooh, to mention nice. the three magic Fs. Friday, fish fry. Thecoffeegrounds.com, world headquarters, just a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Uh, say hi to Eric and Julie when you're in there. Tell them the Garage Logic crew sent you. Okay, so I want to go to Twitter, and I want to go to this uh, other... I thought he was done. No. <laughs> I'm trying to do another story. I want to go to this other account of mine, and uh, let me call it up. And I'm going to teach you, dummies, you cityots, how we talk up north and i follow three different accounts or two different accounts oh, that are I've just these, yeah. just wonderful uh, one of them midwest versus everybody and i retweeted this on uh, what is that crabby uh, coffee shop address crabby pants news yeah crabby pants crabby pants news. the midwest and here in the midwest we actually have 12 seasons winter fool spring second winter spring of deception third winter the pollening actual spring summer hell's front porch that's where we are now false fall summer and actual fall i thought that 
was kind of funny. But here's here's what's going to help you out, Sujin. We've actually been talking about this for years, how my people like to go, yeah, nope, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got to take and go. Yep. So the definitions, uh, this is Midwest debate. They uh, tweeted <laughs> this. Yeah, no, or, or excuse me, I'll start over. No, yeah, that actually means yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no. That, that means, means no. no. Okay. Yeah, for no for sure. That means definitely, right. and it's got to be for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. That means oh no, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, no. You're, no. Yeah. No. no and then no. finally, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, the answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this one I thought was really cute too. Midwest versus everybody. The nine levels of <laughs> Midwestern anger. And this, for some reason, reminds me of your uh, your dad suit where <laughs> when you were in jail yeah. <laughs> and you told him you called him up and said you were in jail. I think I got the highest level. <laughs> Judas <laughs> Priest. <laughs> Number nine, uh, again, this is nine levels of Midwestern anger. Number nine, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> Number eight, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Number seven, oh, hold your horses. <laughs> hold your horses, yes. <laughs> Number six, which is my favorite, and everybody in my area says is, oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> and of course, we have heaven's sake, and I think everybody uses that one. Uh, number four, if I had a nickel for every time, oh dot, yes. dot, dot. Then number three, well, now, wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> number two, uh, for Pete's sake. And then finally, number one. Listen here, pal. <laughs> Listen here. And those are the nine levels of anger here in the Midwest. The Krabby Coffee Shop brought to you by thecoffeegrounds.com in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You can order the best fresh roasted coffee you've ever had from thecoffeegrounds.com. Please use the promo code GL20 for a 20% off discount. Now hold your horses. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> An outspoken Irish Catholic priest has oh. unleashed his... Do you have this? I do, but yeah. go ahead, yeah. Has unleashed his <laughs> wrath on people bringing inappropriate items such as beer and cigarettes to the altar during funeral masses. <laughs> Father Thomas Walsh of Garambarar Parish near Cork <laughs> has written about the menace of unfitting gifts in the weekly parish newsletter. Bring, bringing things such as a can of beer, a packet of cigarettes, a remote control, a mobile phone, or a football jersey does not tell us anything uplifting about the person who has died, he wrote. So don't do that anymore, for God's sakes. Surely items such as a flower, a photograph, a prayer book, or a rosary reveals far more about the person who's died, not the can of beer, for God's sakes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and he says... Uh, uh, he went on to complain about long-lasting eulogies at funerals that go on for as long as the Mass itself. Stop it. Make it shorter. He said in a newsletter that funeral Mass is all about praying for the dead and shouldn't be turned into something more than that. I tried desperately to find audio of this guy and because uh, I would love to have heard him say that rather than my Irish accent. Uh, yeah, it's a really bad so Irish accent. It's not good, but I couldn't find the audio. Are they doing that in Catholic churches? I don't think I've ever witnessed that. What? Bringing up no 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 no. This is Ireland That's for God's sake. They're a little more authentic than we are. This, Me and I, my brothers <laughs> wanted to drop a tin of Copenhagen in Grandpa's casket, and we got turned down by family. Oh, that would have been awesome. That's, that's what he did. That yeah. was his thing. Yeah. I can't wait for Positive Thursday to tell you this, because you would think this could not possibly be the case. Today, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration released the 2018 status of U.S. fisheries annual report to Congress. This is dated August 2nd this year. Uh, 
that really that details the status of 479 federally managed stocks or stock complexes in the U.S. to identify which stocks are subject to overfishing are overfished, or are rebuilt to sustainable levels. Building upon the trend of the past few years, the report notes that the vast majority of U.S. fish stocks were at sustainable population levels, and the number of U.S. fish stocks subject to overfishing remains at an all-time low. The report also documents a newly rebuilt stock, Smooth Skate, in the Gulf of Maine. This brings the total number of U.S of rebuilt U.S. marine fish stocks to 45 since the year 2000, an encouraging indicator that the U.S. fishery management system is achieving its long-term sustainability goals. We've got fish. We got fish. We got them. The U.S. is an international leader in fisheries management, and through our work in partnership with the regional councils, we're on track to maintain that high standard, said Rear Admiral Timothy Gallaudet. Ph.D., NOAA's Assistant Secretary of Commerce for Oceans and Atmosphere. Our fishing communities continue to succeed and contribute to the blue economy. Uh, I, I won't go on, but... This is good news. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah. You would mm-hmm. think, you would think really that good. there's not a chance in hell the fish were surviving. No, we're ruining we're the earth. Pouring chemicals into big lakes. We're <laughs> ruining the earth. This one has three eyes. We got a lot right. of fish. And they're all in great shape. We got fish. Take a break. We got more fish coming Does this up mean here. We can throw more plastic in the <laughs> yeah, ocean. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not me. No whale dying on my watch. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. More great swimming weather in the forecast. Make sure that you're keeping your lake. Uh, beach property free of weeds and algae with the uh, great products from Aquaside. Aquaside has been helping people maintain Great Lake Shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. The Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. Shipping is free. You get those pellets, you fan them out over the area, bing, bang, boom, the kids are no longer complaining. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for your family. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Maybe you got the old swimming hole with the with the old tire on the tree above it. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Shipping of these products is free, by the way. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Uh, is it a bad, you know, I always feel bad when I, uh, when I bait a chipmunk trap yeah. and the trap goes missing. And I figure some poor critter has got that damn. Wow. So I got to get to France to get a new oh my one. God, that's the number one rule of, of trapping. What? Oh, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Stake it. Oh. Stake it or what? put put a drag on it. There's probably some rabbit about six blocks away wondering what the oh, hell happened. Suit your neighbors, when Clump. your neighbors find out, they're going to freak out. Oh, shoot. Either stake it into the ground or, or put a heavy drag on it so they won't get far and they'll get tangled up in bushes. What's a heavy drag? Dang it. I don't know, a big heavy stick, whatever you can it's find. It's a plastic uh, chipmunk. It's like yeah, a big mousetrap. I used to get those. Uh, my they they work great. But it's a snap one, right? Yeah, it snaps yeah, on yeah. them. Drill a little hole in I'm it. Have to. Attach a, a little cable or chain or something, <laughs> yeah. and pound like for this. I think a tent stake or something really small, rebar, anything. 
just oh shoot, I never yeah, thought of that. What happens? You're almost out of deer. Oh it doesn't kill them right away, <laughs> so neighbor, a lot of them flop. Oh, your well, neighbors are going to freak out. Well, this is why, why I you just keep quiet about this it. This is this is why I didn't want to talk about how I trapped all all last fall because oh. I don't want to upset people. Poor what? John, look at him. He's almost crying over here. And then, uh, so how many have you bought? What have you bought? Thirty? Because no. they keep hopping away. Well, no. <laughs> you every every year I lose one or two. There's a, there's a big bush back in the corner of his property. There's probably seven skeletons of the. Yesterday, uh, a chipmunk came down the drain pipe and was looking at me. Wow! Hey, what are you doing here? I think he was mocking you. I heard him. He was rattling too. around in there, and all of a sudden, he comes out the spout at the bottom. This hey, is, hey, you sushi? But he didn't have the thing attached to it. How can you keep ripping trout? They're they're chipmunks, right? Not squirrels. Chipmunks. Huh. Wait, Frat sells that stuff? No, he's yeah. buying rat he's, traps. He sells the big, huge oh, chipmunk rat I didn't traps. Know that. Oh, yeah, they got a whole aisle full. I'm picturing the raccoon getting back to the ra- with his raccoon buddies. He's got the trap, you know, <laughs> stuck to his tail. What happened to you? I stopped by Suchi's house. <laughs> he had snacks. Again? Yeah. I hate to bring everybody back down, oh, but it, 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 it should be noted that... Uh, uh, a major hospital in Chicago was so overcrowded Oof. with shooting victims over the weekend that they had to stop accept, accepting patients. My God. Uh, there were several gang-related multi-victim shootings on the west side of oh. Chicago on Sunday, overwhelming Mount Sinai Hospital, one of the five trauma centers in Chicago, and causing patients to be diverted elsewhere. you got to stop yourself and ask, what will it take before we get a handle on this? Chicago Police Chief Eddie Johnson said, not only in Chicago, but across the country, from police departments to the court systems to prosecutors to legislators, we've got to come together and figure out some common sense solution to these problems because clearly too many of our citizens are being shot and killed. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, three separate shootings resulted in 17 people shot, one person killed, and at one point Sunday morning, Mount Sinai had 12 trauma patients. Wow. Overall, at least 46 people were shot in Chicago from 5 p.m. Friday to 5 a.m. Monday, following up the previous weekend, uh, during which eight people were killed and 40 injured. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants to work with Chicago police to put 1,500 more officers on the street and try to confiscate weapons from people with expired gun owner IDs to reduce gun violence in the city, saying last month people cannot and should not live in neighborhoods that resemble a war zone. Yes, but they do. They do. That's exactly where they live. Last month, Chicago police executed a series of raids on south and west sides of the city. They made 200 arrests and seized dozens of guns. Uh... I, I don't know what to tell you about Chicago. I, I have people living there, and I'm terrified. Chicago? Chicago, Chicago, the cotton town. No? I just uh, had a there. kid of a kid I used to went to the... Uh, Sweet home, Chicago. Lollapalooza Festival in Grant Park. Oh, what a Apparently, that's place. a rite of passage for those kids in that part of the world. And yeah. uh, and I didn't... Uh, apparently, he made it home, because I haven't heard anything. Okay. So, you, yeah, they probably would have called you. I think I would have heard if something uh, happened to him. Were they tripping balls? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't think he would have been. I can't really say that for sure. Kenny uh, did lean over when you started the story. He suggested... Saturday oh. in the park... <laughs> I feel like the 4th of July Saturday Here in the park Whatever that is Talking, people walking you know what A man smoking ice cream I think he's selling ice cream Selling ice cream And he's oh, yeah. singing Italian songs bum, bum, bum. I 
I'm so embarrassed. Who to sang you guys. that? <laughs> Chicago. Oh, yeah. That was the whole point. Kind of Saturday in the park, seeing people getting shot, and then Chicago. That's a great tune, isn't it? There's about eight years in a row where I went to the Blues Fest down in Grant Park in the early '90s, and I really, really learned to hate that sweet home Chicago song. Oh my God. Hey. Because there's a main stage and there's like a whole bunch of side stages, and every single act has to do Sweet Home Chicago. Yeah, it's a little old. Didn't uh, Larry David's girlfriend uh, hang out with Chicago for <laughs> yeah. a while? Yeah. It wasn't like Sammy and Garfunkel. There's about 12 of them. <laughs> Oh my God, a real champion. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we come back with a very brief John Height wrap up? Okay. <laughs> hey, let's go here. Okay. Saturday. <laughs> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. John, you're not there yet, but I am. Uh, Randy Walker, frequent emailer, said he has just discovered his age group. I'm a senior. Teenager, a senior teenager. Wow! I have everything that I wanted as a teenager. Only fifty years later, I don't have to work or go to school. I get an allowance. I have my own iPad. I don't have a curfew. I have a driver's license in my own car. I have an ID that gets me into bars and the wine store. The people I hang around with are not scared of getting pregnant. They aren't scared of anything. They have been blessed to live this long, so why be scared? I don't have acne. Life is good. Also, you will feel much more intelligent after reading this if you are a teenager. Brains of older people are slow because they know so much. People do not decline mentally with age. It just takes them longer to recall facts because they have more information in their brains. Scientists believe this also makes you hard of hearing as it puts pressure on your inner ear. <laughs> also, older people often go to another room to get something, and when they get there, they stand there wondering what they came for. That's not a memory problem. It is nature's way of making sure older people do more exercise. So there. I have friends I should send this to, but right now I can't remember their names. <laughs> I'm a teenager. I got in a huge fight a number of years ago with Lori and Julia, uh, mostly Lori from uh, my talk, because they accuse old middle-aged guys that buy Corvettes, Porsches, etc., of being short in the underpants. And I had to explain to them, and they still didn't believe me, that the reason you see middle-aged and older guys driving Porsches and Corvettes and, and nice sports cars is... We can finally afford it. Yeah. We've loved them all our life, and we're finally making enough money that we can buy this, the car that we've really? always wanted. Sometimes you got to even buy a used one. Well, yeah. I don't have any of those cars, and I'm still a little short. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> there's no explanation You're old for, for you. Over two, then. Yeah, huh? I'm over two on that one. I'm striking out. <laughs> you don't fit the mold. John, what have you? Uh, news: uh, Two girls were rescued from a vehicle fire at a Walmart in Fridley Tuesday morning. Fridley police said they were called about a van fire, uh, possibly spreading to nearby cars at about 7:15 in the morning. Police said two girls ages 6 and 9 had to be rescued from the fire. One of the girls suffered possibly life-threatening injuries. According to the Fridley Police Department, one of the girls was in and out of consciousness when first responders arrived on the scene. He said the girls had been left unattended in the van while mom was shopping in Walmart for about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, why were you that dumb? <clears throat> Police said that, well, they're 6 and 9, though. No. Take them in the store. Just well, yeah, they should be in the store, yes, but... Uh, police said the mother hasn't been arrested. Authorities are investigating the incident. Facebook post on the city of Fridley's public safety page indicated the store had reopened to customers after the fire. Access to the parking lot remains limited to the north entrance in Fridley. wonder why the fire started. Yeah, there's no word on that yet. It's August. You don't leave a kid in the car. Mm -hmm. Well, why not take him in? Six and nine, you know. 
Uh, did I don't think we talked about it. We didn't do the follow-up here. The case against that woman who was charged with illegally renting out her Lake Minnetonka dock yeah. in Orono Home. Oh, I remember her. Has been resolved. Okay. For the better part of the last year, 75-year-old Nancy Edwards has been at the center of a dock controversy involving the city of Orono. She owns a cottage which she inherited from her dad on Lake Minnetonka's Crystal Bay. In order to pay her property taxes as she's on a fixed income, she rents her home for three grand a summer to a Chaska man and his two kids. As part of their agreement, her tenant is allowed to dock his boat at her slip. Edwards has a dock but does not have a boat. But the city of Warrenau had said she was illegally renting out her dock and her home without a license, and that violated city code. She had been charged with a boat rental violation and rental dwelling violation, both misdemeanors that carry penalties of fines and or jail time if convicted. While this past week, the city and Edwards signed an agreement to suspend prosecution. In order to come to the agreement to suspend prosecution, Edwards has to comply with city ordinances. To do so, on May 13th, she filed paperwork to add her name to the title of the boat, which took care of the boat rental violation. I love loopholes. God Almighty. Love loopholes. She needed a judge like that 96-year-old guy got. Then more recently, her tenant signed a new lease agreement that meets the requirements of the city's ordinance, bringing her into compliance for that violation. So all is good. All she has to do now is pay $500 in fees. She has six months to do so. Of course. And not be arrested or charged with a similar offense in the next year, and everything will be dropped. In a comment to Lakeshore Weekly News about the agreement, Orono Mayor Denny Walsh said the case has been put on stay and will be dismissed if she stays in compliance for the next year due to the fact Nancy Edwards has complied with Orono-related Codes. So what does that mean, compliance? He's okay putting that boat there, correct? She still gets yep. to rent right. out? Yep. yep. Okay. Who is right. the crank that turned her in, number one? And number two, this BS doesn't happen in Gumption County. I see. I seem to recall... It was a neighbor, was it? Oh, no, I seem to recall it was. it was the nearest marina, which figured it was having business taken from it. Oh. <laughs> That's how I recall the story. Well, they had to do something about this. They did. Immediately. Immediately. Rumpf. The Old Spaghetti Factory has been a staple in its Minneapolis location for more than two decades now, but after 25 years in business, the Portland-based Italian chain is closing the doors on its only Minnesota location. Later this month, the restaurant will vacate its home at 233 Park Avenue, make room for the Twin Cities' second location of Pinstripes, a Chicago-based restaurant and entertainment venue known for bocce and bowling. Okay, give me your uh, mental... I want your cartoon bubble of the old spaghetti factory. What what's going What's going on in the kitchen there, Suge? I, I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing more. I'm so uninterested, I'm seeing nothing. That, it, that it's called the factory? Yeah. They're, they're cranking out spaghetti noodles. Yeah. I see steam and I see old Italians at the... Are you going... Great big pots. Vats. Great big vats. Are you going to any place that has factory <laughs> no. in the title? No. Not even like Cheesecake Factory? No. No, where no. are we going to go eat for spring training? Rib City. Rib City. City. Yeah. Rib City. What about my favorite, and I love these restaurants, Pizza Ranch. Oh, yeah. No, pizza ranch. Ranch. I ain't doing ranches. I ain't doing huts. I ain't doing... Uh, How about Value Steakhouse? I ain't doing Value. I ain't doing... Uh, value Steakhouse. ain't doing cities. <laughs> no cities. Yeah. I ain't doing cities. And I'm doing all of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kenny does the tour. Front I ain't doing line. anything with a house. You know, <laughs> I'm elbowing my way in. How about, a, how about a corral? No, Kenny, no corrals. No, no corrals? No. The house of wieners. Not a corral. <laughs> I, you know what? I'd just rather go to Grunhofer and get my own stuff 
and bring it home and cook it because I mean, it's going to be better than yeah. anything I'm going to get at any of those ill-named restaurants. <laughs> Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market's at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. And once you're there, you're entering the uh, the holy cathedral of meat. Mm-hmm. You're entering a meat bazaar. Which is another bad name for a store. The holy, the holy cathedral, cathedral of meat. Of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that on Hennepin? Yeah, it's a nightclub. <laughs> right next to Moby's on Block E. Burgers, steaks, bacon, ham, chicken brats, beef brats, jerky. 130 different flavors of pork brats. You must grill these. Don't dare boil them. They're lean. You're all in the midst of your summer-long grilling brackets. There's still a lot to be tried yet. Loaded nacho fries versus chipotle raspberry. Yeah, you know, even you might have an idea for Spencer. If you have an idea, float it by him. He might just make those custom. Well, remember the guy that was might bring down the yak meat. Yeah, yeah. Spencer is a meat. Uh, he's a professional. Yeah, he probably he whips what he's up. Uh, Grunhofer Meat Market right on the north end of sixty one. GLers been meeting north end of Hugo on Highway sixty one. Uh, GLers have been meeting each other there. It's almost like a meat clubhouse Party. for GLers. Another bad name. For well, right. it's exactly. a bad name too. So let's just call <laughs> it what it is. Sandwich. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market dot com. Thanks, Spence. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, thank you. Uh, and thank you for house. your wonderful emails. I, I didn't. I, if I didn't read yours, it wasn't because I didn't like it. I just uh, ran out of. Uh, ran out of time. Ran out of time. Uh, I.e. ambition, I think. And and, uh, and and Moeller will take care of your watch at any of three locations. GL20 is your promo code for uh, for thecoffeegrounds.com over in Eau Claire. Table Talk has a new uh, episode out on Monday if you uh, the sister tackling the issue. The sister podcast, thank you. It is I a got, real podcast. What, uh, I, got, I got nothing. So what hard-hitting Chris? issue are you going to take up? Uh, we did talk about the shootings, yeah. and uh, but we did some other... Some other fun items. There is a lake in Spain that Instagrammers are taking their pictures with and then getting in. Well, it's a full of chemicals. It's not a swim lake. It's, uh, it's not in Spain. It's in the uh, Soviet <laughs> Union. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. I'm more interested in hearing you talk about jacks. Is that what it was in the Soviet Union? I wasn't listening to the jacks. show. I'm serious. J-A-X. I think I read that story. Jax. It's in Siberia. Jackscafe.com. Jax is in Siberia? No, Jax is the great patio that you want to go hang out with. Oh, my God. Wow. is right. The lake's in Siberia. Let's tell everybody where the home of the Garage Logic podcast is. I don't think table talk is fact based. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's entertaining based. GarageLogic.com. Check it out, bros.